Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Building Everlasting Resilience. My name is Aaron Eskilsing and I want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard the phrase, you're the average of the five people you spend time with? But what if I could tell you that there is scientific and spiritual evidence that our habits are more influenced by our environment than by actual things that we learn or things that we think that we know inside. So in today's episode, we will learn the power of your network and the power of your environment when we want to really make changes in our life, when we want to build new habits, and of course, when we want to be resilient, when we want to grow from a past mistake or we want to grow from a past challenge. And I just want to share another quote. This is from Dr. B.J. Frog, who is the director of Stanford Persuasive Lab. He says, there's just one way to radically change your behavior, and that is to radically change your environment. So, I think we have all been in a place or in a moment in our lives, be it when we finish maybe school or university, or maybe we're changing jobs, or maybe we're even starting a new relationship. When we question ourselves, how dependent are we in the people around us? And it's obviously necessary to be interdependent because people in society, you know, we just need each other. Doctors need pharmacists. Bankers need lawyers, you know, we all need our father and our mother for most of our lives. And even when we're adults, we still get support from our parents. And then we get married and then we have children. We need to be interdependent, but we also need to be aware of the choices we make and how that awareness, how those choices are really influenced by our environment. So, you know how I usually like to begin these sessions. I usually like to begin these sessions through the power of intention. So I would like to set our intention for this session, and it is to be able to help us choose better, to be aware of that choice, and to know how we choose our environment, how we choose our network, our customers, our friends, our colleagues, the people we spend most of our time with, and to be aware how that environment is really impacting my consciousness and my day-to-day. -day. I found this article on Forbes and it was actually quoting how change was really influenced by uh, different factors. We, we know that change, of course, means there's a desire to change. I have a desire to maybe be able to surpass an addiction. I want to have a desire to finish my master's degree or my college degree. I have a desire to set up a new business. But how much does really your environment influences these desires and these, you know, motivations for change or motivations for higher goals? And the Forbes article, it started in a really different way. And it said, it started with nature, actually. And you know that I know that most of you who are in the United States or in Europe, you know, you have the four seasons. But down here in Panama, we only have literally two seasons, you know. We have the rainy season and we have the sunny season, the dry season. There's not really, you know, like a winter season or a fall or a spring. And the Forbes article spoke about how 
trees leaves change color depending on the season and it's really how the tree adapts to its surroundings you know the tree adapts to the cold winter and the tree always prepares for the amazing spring and the amazing summer so if our life were like a tree and this is an analogy that rav ashlag the founder of the kabbalah center uses a lot if our life was like a tree who is watering our tree what is around our tree how does that tree feed from nature and it is something really interesting because obviously we know that the people around us have energy and an author that really speaks about this is dr joe dispensa dr joe dispensa in his book becoming supernatural he even has a table of how emotions are literally energy frequency that literally opens up and is sent throughout throughout the, the space where the person is. Imagine this, Dr. Joe Dispenza says in an article, and I quote, think of energy moving away from a beating drum. As the sound waves travel further away from the source in concentric circles, the energy becomes weaker. Nevertheless, in heart brain coherence, a meditation that Dr. Joe Dispenza does, he says, we observe the opposite. The frequency of heart-brain coherence, the intensity and duration of energy in the brain began speeding up into faster and faster gamma brain wave patterns. And it's these elegant, orderly changes in the brain that bring us into a greater level of conscious awareness. And I think that this makes most sense, especially when we, when we know people around us that we really enjoy their company. I mean, can you think of someone in your life, maybe a family member or a friend, that literally this person, you know, he sits down, he or she sits down for a coffee or for lunch, and just their presence is like this amazing thing that lights up the entire room. And at the same time, we also have been around people that, you know, just their presence, we, we feel that it's maybe a little bit darker or maybe a little bit more heavy. As I said, this is scientific evidence that our heart and our brains emit this energy. So question number one, I always like to make these podcasts really dynamic and really like a workshop. Write down the five people you most spend your life with. Obviously your family, if you have a roommate, you know, people you live with, obviously your colleagues in your day to day, your friends, people that you hang around work and ask yourself this question. When you have those five names written down, ask yourself these questions. What is the energy that you are feeding from these people? I mean, are, are, are you getting energy that revitalizes you, that motivates you? Do you feel more comfortable sharing and trusting them with personal and professional things? Or do you feel maybe a little bit on the defensive side that you like, Maybe you need to take care of your energy. Maybe you need to take care of your stories. For example, your conversations with these people, maybe your meetings, or maybe it's a lunch or a brunch or a dinner. What do these conversations focus on? And this is something really important. I want to pause here for a second, because remember that your consciousness creates your reality. Consciousness is like the seed level of the tree, and the result is the fruit level of the tree. So where I focus on, where I put my attention, is where I put my energy, it's where I put my intention, that is what I'm going to manifest. Just observe and listen 
to these conversations? What do these people talk about? Do they talk about maybe more happier things, more joyful things, where people share more, where people look for a common good, for, where people look for a collective consciousness of, let's say, team building and creating new products or services or experiences or relationships? Are these creative conversations or are these destructive conversations? And I want you to be aware of how you respond to different types of conversation by these people that you spend most of your time with. Because then you need to be aware of the energy that these conversations emit. You know that there's a quote that I really like it. The speech, the word is much more powerful than the sword because the sword can destroy someone who is, let's say, next to you. But your tongue, the speech, what you say can destroy someone who is miles and miles away. So we really need to be aware of how the power of our words, the power of our conversations, when someone is presenting slides, pitch decks, or a presentation, or a sales pitch, or let's say you're meeting with your boss, what is the focus of that conversation? Where is the consciousness of this person? And of course, I can always set up a boundary and say, you know something, James, I don't want to hear this really bad news and this really, let's say, bad story or gossip about this person because I don't want to tune into that energy. It's amazing how when someone is speaking bad speech or they, they're speaking gossip or they may be destroying a company or destroying a person, this attitude, this energy is, of course, contagious. So remember, be aware of it and know how to set up a boundary. Now let's take it to resilience. And I know that we talked about a couple of weeks ago of how we need to reframe our mistakes. Let's say we made a mistake with a family member. Let's say we had a fight with a family member. Let's say that we had a discussion with someone at work. And let's say that I want to correct that mistake. I want to make amends with that person in my job. I want to make amends with that person in my family. How does your environment either push you, empower you, to be resilient, or maybe your environment says, no, 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 don't even try again with James. You know, he's such a disaster. Oh, you want to set up a new business? No, why do you want to set up a new business? And once again, the energy, the focus of that conversation can also influence my choice. So once again, I need to be aware of the choices I make. And I need to be aware how these five people that I spend most of my day with influence those choices. I also want to quote a study from the journal Psychology Today. And it says that in one study, they were talking about how habits and intentions were really related. And they talked about this research. They were researching students in college and they realized that students in college who transferred universities, let's say in your freshman year and your sophomore year, they transfer universities to another set of colleges, to another school, in another state, in another city. And they were actually following the daily habits of these students. So these habits, according to the study, were easier to change in the control group or the group that didn't change schools than the students that did change schools because of the environment that the new students had. So imagine this, 
You spend your first year of college, you make your friends, you know where your classes are, you know where you to go have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you transfer. Obviously, it's a completely different city. It's new buildings, it's new professors. So these habits changed easier than the control group, than the group that didn't change colleges because of the different feedback and mechanisms that went into, let's say, an unfamiliar external cue that these students had in the new college. And once again, this can also apply to a new job. Let's say that in a past job, I always going in late. I wasn't able to be motivated to give the extra mile and to maybe be more empathetic with my team members. But in a new external environment with new external cues, the study goes in to say, it's like Pavlov's dog. I know you're familiar with the experiment of Pavlov, that Pavlov conditioned his dogs when they needed to eat. So it's like you had a new cue, therefore you had a new trigger, therefore you can change your habits, okay? So once again, let's make this practical. I want you to write down one change that you want to make in this week. And I want you to know how you will be able to choose a new environment, a new external factor, a new external cue, so you will be able to feed from a different external environment that will actually empower you to make this change, to be more resilient, and of course, to create a lasting impact in your life. I want to share a personal story. And I know that I shared with you a couple of, maybe I, it was over a month ago, I was actually in a process of growing out of my addictions. And I say growing because I think that it's a process. I think that you never finish growing out of your addictions. And I, I remember I went to a rehabilitation center when I was maybe 21, 22 years old. And I remember that in the rehab center, they said, you know, you need to change all of your friends because all of your friends are triggers for your consumption, whether it's cigarettes, whether it's alcohol, whether it's marijuana, whether it's drugs, whether it's food, whether it's coffee, whether it's casino or sex, any addiction, your environment really influences. And I remember being 21, 22 years old. And of course, you know, at this young age, you know, you're really focused on your friends, you know, you, the circle of friends. I was really focused on my friends. I loved my friends and I thought that my friends were amazing. And I actually did encounter a really huge barrier with, that I wanna share with you to know that maybe if it happens to you. And it was the fear of being alone. And what does it mean, the fear of being alone? So when I got out of the rehabilitation center, I thought, then I'm not gonna have any friends. You know, I'm not gonna have any friends, not even, you know, healthy friends that don't drink and don't do drugs and don't go to the casino, then what am I going to do a Friday night? What am I going to do Saturday night? You know, and it was this fear of being alone that actually pushed me to look back for those relationships that were not good for me at all. So once again, consciousness creates reality. Am I really aware of the power of my network? Am I really aware of the power of my environment? Am I willing to let go of the fears, to transcend the fear of being alone or the FOMO, the fear of missing out, of missing out on a Friday night party, of missing out on a great business deal, even though I may know that the business deal is a little bit, you know, not kosher on the laws and the money. And it wasn't until many years later 
when I was actually able to let go of those friends that actually my real inner healing of the addictions kicked in. Because then I know, you know what I value? I'm not talking about ethical values, about honest and morale, which is obviously really important, but I know where I value my energy. And I value more my recovery than going into fake friends that really don't want the best for me. I respect them. I don't judge them. To this day, I sometimes text them or I talk to them, but I respect and I honor the fact that I took another path. And it wasn't until the fact that we really choose to be ourselves instead of the fear of being alone. And once again, this can be when we're going through a process of divorce, or this can be when we're looking for a new partner in business. You cannot let your fear of being alone, your fear of missing out, your fear of not holding on to the past, really, because then you won't have the adventure, you know, and the gut to take a step into the unknown and go into the future. So thank you very much for today. I know it was maybe a little bit a shorter episode and a little bit more into the point. I want to once again, maybe review what we talked about today. We talked about the power of environment and we talked about how we are the average of the five people we spend most of our day with. We talked about how research, not only from Stanford, there's just one way to radically change your behavior is to radically change your environment. We talked about how Dr. Joe Dispenza has scientific studies that prove that our heart and our brain emits energy. So once again, am I aware of the energy I'm giving out into the world? And am I aware of the energy these five people are giving me? And remember, people make choices and choices make people. Starting today, are you willing to go for that change? Are you willing to go for that goal? And let go of the fear of being alone. Let go of the fear of rejection that maybe some of your older friends might have. And really choose a new environment with new external cues that will shape you and empower you into the best version of yourself. So thank you very much. This has been Everlasting Resilience. And I will see you next week for the next episode. Have a great week. 